Greetings and welcome to the podcast show, Touching People for Heaven, with your host, Preacher John. God bless you, my dear friend. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth that there will be something here on this show and this episode that you can use in your life, in the life of your family, and in the life of your friends. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Okay, you ready? Let's get started. This is episode number 27 and is titled, Whosoever Putteth Away. Today is Thursday, August 1st, 2019, and our title comes from the scripture, Luke 16, 18, in the King James Version. Wow, I just got stage fright all of a sudden. <laughs> You know, this is uh, pretty amazing. Uh, you, uh, I used to do a lot of videos, and every time I push that record button, I'd get frightened. And uh, sometimes I do this with my microphone here. When I push the play button, uh, all of a sudden my brain just kind of stops. <laughs> but um, I've got my Trader Joe's green tea this afternoon, this late afternoon, and uh I just took a sip of it. I just prayed to the Holy Spirit to help me, to give me courage. I pushed the play button, and then <laughs> things all went went south for me. But I'm excited about it, what's coming on here. It's been a few months since I've been here, and I have uh, got a lot going on, and this should be a pretty good show. I don't never know what's going to go on exactly. I did write it all out, so I will be reading from my discourse that I wrote from my Bible study today. And uh, so let me get started here. It's Luke 16, 18, chapter 16, verse 18, and I'll read it from the King James Version. Whosoever putteth away his wife and marrieth another committeth adultery, and whosoever marrieth her that is put away from her husband committeth adultery. So I can hear people say, what is this, Preacher John? You've been away for four months. Your last show was April 9th, and today is August 1st, and you start with this verse? Man, you must have something going on. <laughs> I'm laughing as I say these words because most preachers in modern churches today just don't really want to talk about this verse or any verse that relates to it. But as you know, I'm not most preachers, to say the least. <laughs> And look, I didn't plan this verse for this discourse today. As everyone well knows, I, I just follow the Holy Ghost, and He gives me the power to preach and minister as He wills, not as John wills. Amen. But there's more to this story. After my last episode, number 26, on April 9th, Honestly speaking, I lost the power to want to continue these discourses. And in its place, the Holy Spirit put street preaching and street ministry. Wow. It has been a, an amazing, eye-opening experience in this mountain town of Boulder, Colorado. If you've never been here or know anything about this town, you would fully agree with me that it's quite amazing to even have the courage to be on the streets preaching Jesus Christ here in Boulder. But God is so very good to His servants, and I serve Jesus Christ, my Savior and my Lord and my God. 
Amen. Isn't that wonderful? To know who you serve. I mean, I, that's one of the verses that I'm out there preaching with. I, 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 I tell people, uh, it says, just make a choice. Make a decision. Who are you going to serve today? Make a choice. God either wants you to be hot or cold, but because you're lukewarm without any decisions whatsoever, you can't make a choice. He just spews you out of his mouth. So just make a choice. He can work with the cold. He can work with the hot. But those in the middle who refuse to make decisions and choices, he can't work with you. So that's kind of uh, the way I'm always going at it. Uh, and And so it comes out of Joshua, you know, choose this day whom you will serve. And uh, he goes on, Joshua goes on to say, says, for me and my house, we will serve the Lord God Almighty, or something to that effect, but it's found in Joshua. I didn't put it in my discourse here. I'm just, I'm just talking into the mic. <laughs> Up you don't mind, it's, but you know, it's my show, I guess. Praise God. I'm so glad you're here listening. I praise God for you. I praise the Lord Jesus Christ for you. And I just pray, Lord, touch the people hearing my words. Touch them in their heart. Give them ears to hear, eyes to see. Give them abilities like they've never had before. Let them go and preach the gospel to the lost and touch people for heaven in some way or some, uh, some way or one way or the other. Just help them touch people for your kingdom, Lord, in Jesus' name. All right, right now it's about, well, as I wrote this, it was 2.30, and it's a pretty day outside, and the Holy Spirit is putting me back into our GEC, which stands for Gospel Evangelist Church, which is the church I'm building here in Boulder, Colorado. So it's the GEC Bible School, uh, the work of it, and writing Christian discourses. The discourse is not a part of the school. It's something I do extra for the ministry. And these Christian discourses are are on a spirit-selected verse from the uh, the day's Bible study, which today is Luke 16, 18, which I just read. So my first question to the Holy Spirit was, why? <laughs> I mean, that was my first question. The Holy Spirit is so amazing in every way, especially in gentleness. You know, gentleness is so important, especially for me, because sometimes I can be rather sharp and to the point, and it kind of makes people back up a little bit. But the Holy Spirit is kind and gentle. It's the Holy Spirit is just absolutely beautiful in every way, every way. So at least with me, I experience His gentleness, and He comforts me. You know, maybe that's why one of his titles is The Comforter. That's so very cool, isn't it? That's just amazing. Let me, I'm going to do just a quick sidebar here. The Comforter is found in the King James Version, which to me is the pure Word of God. I don't care what anybody else says. I spent five years studying it. This is the version we all should be studying and reading from. In other versions, it calls the Holy Spirit a helper. You know, I mean, I would rather have a comforter which goes over me than a helper that comes alongside or comes underneath me as it a, as a serves me. I serve the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit does not serve me. I'm nobody. We are nobody. The Holy Spirit is God. God serves us. You know, we don't, we serve God. God doesn't serve us. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, that's a 
an oddball sidebar there. <laughs> so let's just get into this verse, okay? However, first let me t look at the context, the verses above this one. And I'll start with, let's see, uh, Luke 16, 14. So we'll go, uh, looks like four verses above it. And I'm like, again, I'm still reading from the King James Version. And the Pharisees also, who were covetous, heard all these things, and they derided him, him being Jesus. Jesus was doing this ministry here. Verse 15, and he, and he Jesus, and he said unto them, Ye are they which justify yourselves before men, but God knoweth your hearts. For that which is highly esteemed among men is abomination in the sight of God. The law and the prophets were until John. Since that time the kingdom of God is preached, and every man presseth into it. And it is easier for heaven and earth to pass than one tittle of the law to fail. Whosoever putteth away his wife and marrieth another committeth adultery. And whosoever marrieth her that is put away from her husband committeth adultery. These verses, prior to this verse, uh, was Jesus uh, or these verses, was Jesus talking about serving two masters, mammon or God? We can't serve both. Jesus is extremely clear on this matter, and it doesn't matter if you think you can, and you think you have the ability to keep both the God of mammon, you know, the world, and the Almighty God, which is in heaven, separate in your life. My friend, that doesn't work, okay? Please, understand that God is not, he's not messing around with his creation. God knows exactly how everything works. That's another reason why he wrote his word, the Holy Bible. It's for us. The verse that stuck out to me prior to today's verse is Luke 16, 17. It is easier for heaven and earth to pass than one tittle of the law to fail. Now, this even relates to another key verse in Luke 21, 33. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Seems clear enough to me. How about you? Being on the streets these last few months have showed me that people don't believe the Bible, don't think it's real, and have no clue to who wrote the Bible. Plus, they could care less. I think every day I've cried for the souls of people. My heart breaks as I intercede for souls to be saved. But all I can do is pray, preach, and be alert to the Spirit and minister as the Spirit wills. Let me tell you, Preaching in a church to church people is entirely different than preaching to the lost on the streets. I actually dare any preacher or pastor to go out into the streets and lanes and highways and hedges and compel the lost to be saved. In fact, I double dare you. <laughs> I know I'm laughing because it's just funny to, to me to see how God works and how people react to God moving in their lives. God is truly, believe me, folks, not playing pickup sticks. Now I'm laughing again. 
God is good, man. God is good. God is good. God is good. He is not mean. He doesn't hate you. He doesn't, he's not against you. He's for you. He loves you. He really, really does. No, he doesn't love the sin. He doesn't love the worldly behavior, but he wants your soul to be in heaven with him. That is why he went to the cross and died for you, my friend. Just call out him. Say, Jesus, if you're real, man, here I am. Save me. And I repent my sins. I turn away from my old life and I turn towards you, Jesus. I want you, Jesus. I want you, Jesus. I want you, Jesus. I want to be a child of God. I want to be saved. I want this empty heart to be filled, filled with you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Let's get back to the show. So take a listen to this verse in Romans 3, verse 31. Do we then make void the law through faith? God forbid, yea, we establish the law. And how about this one? 1 Peter 1, 25. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. You see, my friend, if you prayed that prayer just a few a moment ago, it's the gospel of Jesus Christ that sets you free, that saves you. It's the power of the gospel of Christ that gives you the power to get saved. Believe the gospel of Jesus Christ, and you'll be saved. You know, I wrote a sidebar here on my notes of my discourse, and I'd like to say it on the show here because it's so... It's made such a massive, massive difference in my ministry. And that's this. The Sword Searcher Bible software, which I'm currently writing on, and what I'm reading from at the moment, is truly a miracle product as far as I'm concerned. I've tried writing sermons for years and years and have always struggled and basically given up writing my messages and sermons out. However, now it's a whole different ballgame with this Sword Searcher. I'm writing this discourse right now in Sword Searcher, and I'm, as I mentioned, I'm actually speaking from it. I'm reading from it. And I'm able to read and gather Scripture from different sources to get a full picture, even if I don't put them here in the discourse or in the show. And I just say thank you, Jesus, for providing this Sword Searcher program. You know, so if you're a preacher or a minister out there who wants to really get a grasp on their writing, their sermons, or their messages, or their talks, I highly encourage the Sword Searcher Bible software. And this is not bad. This is just my own deal, okay? I mean, I'm just letting you know from my own experience. I've been doing this a long, long time, and this is a good program. <laughs> okay, let's again uh, try to get this thing written and spoken on this show. The main point is to let people know that God is serious about His Word. Once again, Matthew 5.18, For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot, one tittle, shall in no wise pass from the law, till all be fulfilled. Uh, and here's another quick sidebar for, the, for those who aren't familiar with the Hebrew, uh, uh, Hebrew letters. Uh, a jot, J-O-T, a jot, and a 
Tittle, T-I-T-T-L-E. Those are two of the tiniest little pieces that are on the Hebrew letters. They're itty bitty. You almost you almost looks like a spot on the, if you're reading it. It looks like a spot almost. It's like an apostrophe or something. Is they're really tiny little things that uh, help the Hebrew uh, language he, words or. You know, I'm not a Hebrew scholar, so I don't know. I just know that those two things are itty-bitty little tiny marks beside the Hebrew letters. And even those little tiny itty-bitty marks are not going to pass away till all be fulfilled. Yeah, that's pretty cool, right? Um, this is the same as recorded in Luke 16, 17, and it is easier for heaven and earth to pass than one tittle of the law to fail. Wow. Praise God for his word. Praise God. Lord, I just praise you for your word. I thank you for your word that goes forth from this microphone into the ears of people. I thank you, Lord, that you give them ears to hear. Ears to hear, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, what I see now is Jesus giving an example of this verse in the very next verse, number 18. And it's the verse that a huge number of Christians will not accept or they'll excuse it away or discount it for some reason. Like, you know, God forgives sin is what they all say. God forgives sin, which he does, you know. What they're actually saying is, it's okay to disobey God and to sin against God. He'll forgive you. That, my friend, is foolish speaking. It is actually foolish thinking. It's foolish education. It's foolish talk. It's so wrong to say that. Because God knows, my friend, God knows the motive of your heart. Even if you don't know the motive of your heart, God knows what is inside your heart. Even before it comes out of your mouth, God knows what you're going to say. God knows what you're going to do. You got to be alert, my friend. Be alert to God. That's why I love the phrase, fear God. (laughs) Fear God, my friend. Because Jesus Christ is Lord. You know, and this statement here that I've just read from my discourse is also difficult to grasp, and most will rebuke me for it. They just will. They just think it's not foolish. God forgives. Yes, he does. Could this be why Jesus said, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear? You know, that's in Luke 14.35. It's very difficult for worldly people to grasp the Word of God. It should be rather simple or easy for Christians to understand God's Word. However, the world and all its ways creep into the thinking and the speaking and the meditation of the Christians. Be alert, my friend. Be alert. Could that be why we have verses like these? Psalm 4.4, stand in awe and sin not. Commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still. Selah. Psalm 22.26, the meek shall eat and be satisfied. They shall praise the Lord. They They seek him. Your heart shall live forever. Psalm 31.24, be of good courage. And he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. Psalm 62, 8. 
Trust in Him at all times, ye people. Pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us. Selah. Psalm 95, 8. Harden not your heart as in the provocation and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. Matthew 16, Matthew 6, 21. Matthew 6, 21. Again, listen up, my friend. It's in Matthew 6, 21. For where your treasure is, that's right. You already know what the verse this says, don't you? Yeah, that's right. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And in my Bible, that's in red, which means that was Jesus speaking those words. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Oh, man, Lord, help the people see their heart understand their heart and grasp the immensity and the power of their own heart in Jesus' name. You know, God's word is a living word and is a light unto our path. By investing your time and energy into reading and studying the word of God, good things will come about in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I feel like, I kind of feel like I'm all over the place in this discourse, and it, it takes me two hours, sometimes more, to write it. And then these hours, lots of things are going on. But the main thing is my communion with the Holy Spirit as I write and think about what I'm writing. Know that this is not the Bible. <laughs> it's just me writing, but I'm moving by faith in the Spirit. That what I'm writing is is what he wants me to write. You know, I hope that makes sense to you. It does to me, but, you know, I'm on the writing end of this thing. (laughs) You know, the verse we're focused on is Luke 16, 18. Whosoever putteth away his wife and marrieth another committeth adultery. And whosoever marrieth her that is put away from her husband committeth adultery. From here, I still conclude that this is used by Jesus as an example to what he just said as recorded in Luke 16, 17, which is the prior verse. It is easier for heaven and earth to pass than one tittle of the law to fail. Can you see what I'm attempting to say here? I hope so. You know, you can always listen to these these shows over and over again. I mean, just one time sometimes isn't enough because I'm doing a lot of talking here. A lot of these discourses, over 2,000 words, I've been talking for 23 minutes, and I've got to wrap this thing up. So, I mean, there's a lot going on. So sometimes, you know, we need to listen to them a couple times. But that's up to you. Amen? By thinking about the whole counsel of God, If you or anyone in this life situation can do this verse, well then, the rest of the word should be easy to follow, right? And what I mean by life situation, I'm talking about divorce. Okay? That's a big deal. Divorce is a big deal. Putting away one spouse is a big, big, big deal. Do not take it lightly. Therefore, marry correctly. For those who are single, 
have not married yet, take marriage extremely serious. It is a life-altering, life-changing situation or event. (laughs) Think about a person who divorces at an early age. Okay? Now think about living the rest of your life as a single person and living it as, a, as holy and separate unto God. You can't go out and sin. You are a child of God. You want to love God. You deserve to be with God in heaven. You have repented and believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. You are filled with the Holy Ghost. You are a Christian. Do Christians follow the wisdom of the world? Or do Christians follow the wisdom of God? Do Christians get to pick and choose which wisdom to follow and obey? Do Christians pick one when convenient and easy, then pick the other when it's more convenient? Do Christians truly believe in Jesus Christ? Do Christians truly believe the pure word of God? Did you answer these questions? Huh? Mm -hmm. Following Jesus is not meant to be easy and a cakewalk, so to speak. No. We must deny ourselves the pleasure of this world and all its lusts and greed and covetousness. Understand that the world is not in favor of God or any of his laws or commandments. That is why God is planning on making a new earth later in the future. (laughs) That's going to be nice. So, things will not always be the way they are. Can you wait? Do you have to have another wife or another husband? Why? (laughs) My dear friend, God knows what is going on in your life. God wants to be with you. God desires your fellowship. God died on the cross for you as Jesus Christ is God. God has paid the price for your soul. God said it is finished. John 19.30 When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. I love you, my beloved. May you be well in the Lord Jesus Christ.